This is the Anatomy of a Scream Pod Squad Network. Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode of The Alter Tapes um, on the, hosted by the Anatomy of a Screen Pod Squad. It's your girl, Cat Daddy. I'm one half a girl that's scary. And this week I am joined by an amazing human. Amazing human, tell everybody who the fuck you are. Oh, thanks. Um, <laughs> I'm Jamie, the other half of Bloody Broads Pod. Yes. And if you are not listening to either <laughs> of our podcasts, this is me aggressively sagging it up and staring at you in your eyes. So you yes. know what you must do. <laughs> You better. Hmm. And, okay, so of course, you know, here on the altar tapes, it's like a different host situation every week. Um, And Jamie and I are going to talk to you guys about Skin and Bone. Um, It just came out on the altar channel on YouTube um, and is directed, I believe, also created by Eli Powers. And apparently they also created another short that has Amanda Seyfried in it called Holy Moses. Yes, and she executive produced Skin and Bone. I don't know if she executive produced Holy Moses. Oh, okay. I know right. that said that at the bottom, but I didn't scroll that far. So, surprise. <laughs> I did, but I was like, let me just know. It's going to tell me too many stories. <laughs> <laughs> I am obsessed with her. Like, I just want to get that out of the way from the jump. I think she's so talented. She's so hardworking, iconic. I mean, Karen and Mean Girls, obviously. Yes. Uh, and then Mama Mia. And then, of course, yes. she's getting all these horror roles, which I love. Uh, but she also, side note, she also is very public about her use of Lexapro as an actor. And I was like, same. That is that is the same medication that I take. So <laughs> we love a mental health queen. Yes. But I love that she has this ethereal look about her and really uses it to her advantage. I think being able to be a woman in a film and... I think she probably had foundation on to like even out her skin tone. But other than that, her character in this has no glam, no makeup. Uh, It's very refreshing. It's very raw. And I could see this short working as a play as well, which I don't always, you know, think is possible. But this could totally be a play. But yes, I just love Amanda Seyfried. I will gush about her all the time. Okay, well, we're going to put plus 25 next to everything you just said, because I agree with everything that people can't see me, but I've been aggressively nodding the whole time. And not because like, you know, people not like, yeah, that sounds good. No, like I fucking love Mamma Mia. Um, yes. her character on, uh, Mean Girls. Mean Girls is that girl, the girl forever. Period. That's Period. actually exactly. Um, but I am a fan. Like, it's always going to be ABBA for me. So when the girl yes. started singing and I'm seeing her in different roles, because you're used to her, like, Okay, if you're around our age ballpark, you know, at one point she was just the, the character in movies, not like necessarily like a day player, but you know, she's not, not really, I'm um, just like, exactly like background roles who yes. are just like making jokes and doing other things and they still have lines, which is awesome. Um, but like they don't really have like a moment to be like, this is just them outside of stuff that's shits and gigs. And this was a really good pivot. Um, it was fun seeing yes. her in this short. It's fun seeing her in almost everything that she does to be quite fucking honest. Um, yes. Y'all I need mean, to see Skin and Bone. Yes. And I mean, she's, I, again, iconically, she's needy in Jennifer's body. And so I just think people forget that that's kind of her, 
I think it's her niche, honestly. I think it's her comfort zone, but because she looks like what she looks like, she doesn't ever really get typecast mm-hmm. in those kind of roles anymore. I don't know. I, I loved seeing her as a spoiler. I say villain with air quotes around it because I want to talk about and get your opinion on the morality of this whole thing. Because I was like, ma'am, you are whew, making choices. I Okay. Okay, just the this, this overview. I want to read what it says um, basically under um, just the premise of the short under in the YouTube section. So, a drifter begins um, suffering horrifying uh, visions after taking a job on a secluded farm. And that is a wonderful way to sum this entire film up. Um, so now that we've given you that spoiler, we're going to dive into this shit. You know, it's about 15, it's 16 minutes and 55 seconds long. So it's about 17 minutes. It's not too long. The pacing is really good. It's uh, short. It does not drag. Um, and so if you're good. wondering how can a short drag, it's possible. We are here to tell y'all we have seen them and reviewed them. So. Okay. <laughs> it's possible. But this one does not. Um, we're introduced to Serene. Um, even yes. though we don't know that that's their name until after we're introduced to Christian, who is working on Serene's farm. And um, I'm like, okay, here, I wrote in my notes, okay, I understand that at the time I wrote Amanda. With <laughs> air quotes. Because before we knew that they was Serene. Um, and I said, I understand that they were trying to figure out, like, what was going on with Christian? Like, get their story, you know, ask questions. But the way that the questions oh. was rolling out, especially about, are you displaced? Like, are you homeless? I'm like, girl, what? She, I was, literally, that was one of my very first notes. She came in with the heat. She started drilling this man with questions, which again, single female running this farm in a remote area. But when she said, are you homeless? I was like, does it matter? Like he's here now. Also, she had him sleeping in a barn like baby Jesus. So I don't want to hear it. Okay. Not like baby Jesus. I understand safety first. Like I get it. Because at this point we haven't seen anybody else on this farm. Right. So I'm like, all right. But also, like, you don't have no room, like, at least no loft up in the farmhouse. Like, you know, just a little bed upstairs. It still smells like farm. It's still a little hay. She We're said there is. The <laughs> she said there is no room in the inn. No, <laughs> like, there are none. And now you're laying with the bullshit, the chickens, the and your outfit bullshit. is. Girl, I. I was just like, okay, okay, I. I don't want to give too much away, but I'm also just like, there was a lot of practice going on with that. I was like, you was really trying to get some hoes ready. Right. I see you. I see you. So he immediately, the first thing I recognize, of course, is that he's blind in one eye. um, And he has Mm -hmm. that kind of glassy, milky eye that sometimes happens with blindness. Uh, And he said he was born this way. And so immediately my mind starts going to that spiritual significance of blindness in mythology. And it's so funny because in the rest of the world, it means the opposite. But in Christianity, it's about like being spiritually blind and like not being able to reason and not being able to, you know, have that faith, which is, they also use the phrase blind faith, which I find really funny, but in all the other mythologies, specifically Greek and what is relevant to this short, which will, discussed when we get to the reveal uh it's the opposite it's usually associated with prophecy like teresius you know from the odyssey was a the blind prophet uh which i find fascinating that 
no one in the actual like from the directors and stuff because he commented underneath the video so the mm-hmm. director and writer commented he never touched upon the connection to greek mythology that this story wound up being and i was like huh i know but everyone else in the comments was immediately like oh i know where you what you're referencing with this mm-hmm. i don't know i loved it this was again right up my alley was that on purpose what did they say was that on purpose or they were like child my brain didn't even get there yet that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know. Like, the comments, he was like, I, this was based on a series of nightmares I had. Wow. Right. But, I mean, we can go ahead and spoil it, obviously, because we've already warned people. Yeah. But it's, it's literally like the Appalachian Southern Gothic version of the mythology of Circe, what, which I fucking love. I mean, it's like my two favorite things, like mythology and like Southern folk horror. But... I don't know. Like once I once I figured out that he was blind, my gears started turning in my mind. I was like, "All right, what's going to be the skin and bone part of this?" And then once, also the jump scare of that naked man in the corner okay. when he finally lays down. I, okay, so the sixth sense. You already know my thoughts on that. So this was giving grown up sixth sense, and he's trying to mind his business. You hear some stuff scratching. I said, "Oh, they got roaches and rats, girl. Like not in." Not in here. And you turn around to somebody who's buckball naked, and I'm just like, okay, you're seeing demons. My first thought goes to um, VHS 2, yes. the phase one trials. Okay. Anytime I've seen someone who has some sort of um, impairment going on with their vision, yes. I immediately like, all right, we're going to get a backstory about you can see ghosts. I don't even know what the fuck's going on with the story, but immediately I know you can see ghosts and demons and or exactly. anyone else. The, exactly. Okay, so we're on the same page. Two paired with one. I'm I'm wondering, like, even if the, the creator didn't realize that their story was in that realm, right? I'm wondering if they even knew about this particular mythology or this story. Because if you didn't even know about this story... Or, you know, it's very interesting how something influenced you or your brain just walked you to this place you may right. have never heard of. Um, and also shout out to you, Jamie, because I love mythology, but that was like, yeah, there's so many fucking stories. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, love them all. Could not remember them, but like, they're always so inner, they're so interesting. They influence a lot of the many different works that we engulf, like whether it's literature yes. or just like anything visual arts wise or everything. I mean, music, I immediately think of people like Florence Welch and then like Hozier. They do so much with myth. Florence's mother. Um, But I I think he had to have known on at least a subconscious level, because I feel like most of us read the Odyssey in like high school or college. Um, You remember parts of it. But, you know, the Circe mythology, which is she's a witch who turned men into pigs and on her island and so the fact that that's where this is headed i was like he's got to know what he's doing and i'm sure you know if we interviewed him or asked him that's what he would say but um he was saying that he got the original i guess like vibe and concept from these dreams that he was having i was like jesus that's so intense um i also want to know how he got amanda seyfried because what a flex uh and i feel bad because we haven't even gotten to talk about the uh, actor that plays christian who also does a phenomenal job mm-hmm but not just once, but twice, because she's in two of their shorts. So I'm just like, are y'all friends? Like, how did right. this happen? Right. Ugh, I got to Google. <laughs> I know. I normally do so much more, like, in-depth about the writer and director before we record these. But I was so blown away that I 
all my notes are just about the mythology and the spiritual connections and everything because he falls asleep that first night that's the thing it's like the first or second night when he starts seeing these spirits and you're so right i was like oh he's gonna turn around and see like an animal snuck into the barn with him Mm -hmm. or the sleeping area when it was a naked ass man i said no absolutely not what a nightmare and then it took me until he saw a second a second spirit to understand that it was the animals i did not make that connection right away Mm -hmm. by any stretch. i was like oh what I, okay, because it was taking me a while to get to the mythology realm of the situation, I was just like, all right, so these people are dead. Check. Right. They are dead, and somehow they are now, um, their host body is animals. Okay, cool. Yeah. Like, we're just going there. And now I'm like, so if they shoot you, will you die? Like, because, you know, they had the whole scene with the horse and the horse. Like, the voices are just... If you're trying to plead your case of not being an animal, why are you pulling up with the demonic voice? It was very much giving Black Phillip. And I was like, all right, I'm not going to help you if you sound like that. Uh, The horse, though, was probably my favorite. I think (laughs) if I had to get trapped in an animal's body, I'd want it to be a horse and not a goat. Uh, that's just me thinking out loud, though. <laughs> I agree. Or a pi- I don't want to be a pig. I will take oh definitely the horse. The horse at least has uh, some pony hair, ponytail action. Like, you can yes. get some inches, a <laughs> couple inches actions. You know, you can get your hair braided still. Right. <laughs> and people, like, feed you treats all the time. Hello. Uh, okay. And then if people get on your nerves, you could just kick them in the chest. Listen, every day, I think a little bit more about what it would be like to be able to just judo chop the shit out of someone <laughs> when they get on your nerves. You just got to look to the horse. You also could be a stallion. That- okay. Mm. Hello. Although I joke all the time, if Megan is Megan the stallion, then I'm like Jamie the pony because I'm like a foot shorter than her. There you but go. <laughs> anyway, we, we love her. But anyways, thankfully, she's also a horror hottie. She's a horror fan. Yes. And- I'm so excited for whatever she's cooking up uh, with that film. But this, again, this short just blew me away because I think another reason I'm so drawn to Appalachian horror and Southern folklore horror, like on top of being from the South and thinking that it's easily the most haunted place in the world, uh, the austerity of it where it's like, here's this lush environment of like a fertile farm but the way that this is filmed, I mean, I think Amanda was probably, and I could be wrong, but Amanda had to have been like the biggest part of the budget if she even accepted pay for this because it's on a farm that they probably had access to. You know, the animals were, they had to have an, an animal handler on set. Mm-hmm. But other than that, like costuming was so simple. No, no to little hair and makeup. I don't know about the prosthetic of the eye situation, but it's this idea that, you can put yourself again in this very lush environment, this very fertile environment, but you might be struggling, especially in the South, like in Appalachia, struggling financially is a big thing. And I don't know. I just, I can get into the, the symbolism of this short very deeply. I'm going to cut myself off though. <laughs> no, it's okay. Me, not a yes. Please give it to them. Do everything. Um, I, I just, I love how you point out the different things you it's here. Okay. 
When you're talking about the South, and I'm thinking about this farming, one thing we normally do not see is someone fem presenting or a yes. woman on the farm by themselves. Yes. On a farm. If they're on the farm. They're definitely not really running the farm. Like, it's, I know people are running the farm, but you're most likely going to see a man or a masculine right. presenting person. Um, and honestly, when you see stories like this, it's usually like, hey, here's the lady running the farm. And then the male farmhand pulls up and it's usually like some sort of love story. I was so going to say, the finest man you've ever seen. Yes. <laughs> well, so Fabio shit. And it's just like the best, like, yeah, now they fall in love and they're doing this other stuff. But that's actually not what's happening here at all. Like, <laughs> the exact um, opposite. exactly. Serene is singing um, what I felt like was a sad song, but also like a. Uh, a song that I felt like, uh-uh, this is indoctrinating me, bitch. Like, I, I just, in my chest, I was like, nah, nah, nah. Anytime I see somebody singing in a song, I know, I know, I so, know it's a, tr- a joke. I love that her name is, to me, it sounds like a play on the, again, the mythological creature, a siren. And she's luring men to her farm so she could turn them into f- animals, which blows my mind. And I don't know if she's, again... The director said, because I pulled up the quote now, he said, Hey, I'm Eli Powers. I wrote and directed Skin and Bone. It was inspired by nightmares and a handful of eerie experiences with white horses. He has to know the Cersei legend, though, because, again, luring men to her island and like turning them in, like turning these sailors into pigs because they were, they were literally being pigs to her. I think the, I'm trying to resist the temptation to like yes queen this and be like oh yeah she's turning men to the animals they are mm-hmm. but because there's that very surface level I feel take on it mm-hmm. but I think on a deeper level the fact that the only people buried in her family cemetery that Christian discovers are women tells me that this is something that's been passed down generation to generation yeah, yeah. so they were doing it to their own family members and I'm just like damn they literally use them as livestock they use them to keep the farm breed more children and then they, when they were done with them they turn them into animals to keep the farm running I, when that when that realization hit me i was just like this shit is brazy and also how long has this shit been going on like how are they collecting the men like do the people always lived here do they is it always like is it like some spoiler alert midsummer shit like is it for the most part we break we're bringing outsiders in and then kind of seeing where it's going like i need more is there more i need i need a companion piece i would watch a part two to this or at least maybe like we turn this into an episode of, I don't want to say Black Mirror because that's more about technology, but some kind of, you know, a Southern Gothic version of Black Mirror would slap. Um, anyways, <laughs> intrusive thoughts are winning on this one, y'all. But I love, I need to know the whole backstory, like you said. And I love when she's like, that's for me. That's not for you. When he's saying, why is there, he's like, oh, you know what I noticed is that there's no men in your cemetery. And she's like, okay. And? Okay. Two things. Same sentence. 
that's when I knew that something was wrong. Like, yes. I knew something was wrong immediately before because of all the stuff, especially when there's a literal, like, apparition yelling at you, she's the reason! Like, dead ass. Like, if you had questions. But it was really that point because it could be like, alright, well, she's being a little bit defensive or a little reactionary because once again, she's a dolo woman on a farm. So, right. and this is a guy and this is a stranger and just like, oh, well, that's my business, not yours. But also, like, there is a reason why that exists that way. You got to get out of here, bro, right now. It, run. And they were trying to tell his ass, too. They were like, they at that point, they were just spelling it out for him. You know, she's the reason. But even before that, I think they were trying to, like, build the energy to tell him. There's this whole idea that, like, spirits need other, need humans or electronic devices to, like, feed off and, like, present themselves um, at least in the ghost hunting community, that's like a theory. And I find it, I want to know if she could hear the thoughts of the men inside the animals' bodies or if only he could because he was blind. So he could see the spiritual and she couldn't. I feel like she could do something. Like, I think right. she knows something is going on um, because also like whenever she comes around or whenever she shows up or she's near, they vanish. Like, yes. there's like one time where, they, where she kind of walks into the space and it's like, no, like <laughs> at this point, the, the being is in the animal body and it's like, ah, <laughs> like, of course the guy is doing something else, but like, it's like, oh, I got to get out of here. Yeah. So I think once again there's a lot more than meets the eye like there's a lot more happening here i'm sorry i'm kind of there's a lot more <laughs> happening here um that we like initially thought like dead ass like it just for it to be once again only two people a handful of animals and not like noah's ark but like only two people <laughs> a handful of animals um a very small like location it's not very much not very many places we're going like the setting is this farm and then we're going to various places on the farm like there's a lot happening um and also i'm just like damn bro like you should have known you were gonna meet your demise you ain't seen nobody all week you only been here three days and you ain't seen no one but animals like no one not even the milkman like again that's just goes to show that i think there's a a level of alertness that femme presenting women have and femme, femme people in general, excuse me, uh, that I think more masculine presenting people don't have to ever worry about or possess. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, I feel I felt a way. Also, when she was feeding him that soup, I was like, oh, you in danger. Like, <laughs> she hexed the soup, something, something. I thought that too. I was like, oh, so now like I once again oh, we could just have this meal and this could just be a regular meal, but oh, we can have this meal and I'm letting you feel like there's some sort of sense of safety and some sort of Mm. sense of just like, I guess, quote unquote, normalcy, but also like I slipped some sit into your soup and now this is how we started. First step, it was me on this motherfucker banjo. Second step, it was me putting some shit in your soup. Third step, I'm here. Yes. Again, I just need everyone to go read uh just the you can read like the cliff notes version of the legend of cersei because specifically her passages in the odyssey because that's pretty much what this is and i could not love it more and uh, again i'm just gonna repeat my notes in the beginning because i feel so strongly about it like this felt extremely for me up my alley i'm so glad you picked it um i'm gonna give this five out of five demon possessed horses because i loved it and i think it could have been eventually uh, if not a feature, then maybe like 
we need a part two or it could be a standalone episode of something that's like 45 minutes instead of just you know 17 i am here i would definitely like to see something longer i too am going to give it five out of five possess horses um i'm also looking at my notes because one all the whispering um gave me transitional parts of vampire vampires will never hurt you by my chemical romance like yes. it was the drama <laughs> for me i was like yes like ghost and snow that's what i wanted to whisper back <laughs> Listen, y'all know that Kat and I are both big NCR stands, and so I... I was leaned all the way in. I was like, wow, is this giving me the drama? I just, I like the way it closed out. It just leaned in. It was all a dream. It was all a dream. Um, I, I just really feel like this was worth your time. Yes. Even if it couldn't be a lot longer, like, I'm definitely in hopes of, like, something popping up. Like I said, it's a conversational or a, a, a pairing that go with it. Like, mm-hmm. maybe some sort of writing or, you know, maybe just five more minutes. Like, what comes next? What happens after someone becomes an animal? Like, how long is the waiting period before our next... uh our next uh, opportunity comes yeah. along. Cause I don't want to say, uh, I mean, yes, they're victims, but also like uh, maybe pending their background, pending their background, because she did say, you know, were you married? And he gives that little spiel about, I would wake up in the middle of the night and hear her breathing so loud that I would start to wish that it would stop. And I was like, Oh, yikes. yikes. Yikes, yikes, yikes. Were y'all even friends? I just, I know we have our, everyone has their irks or their icks. Icks, but. but y'all got to stop marrying people that you are not friends with because. Say dating, again, marrying, back. Yeah, like y'all need to stop. Yeah, that's so much. But anyways, yeah, that was my final. I think that's my final thought is just that. Again, this could have been really easily turned into a surface level, very typical, like corporate feminism girl boss you know good for her for using these men but instead we get this beautiful use of a morally gray character a pair of them because we don't know what he what he did that he said that's Mm -hmm. why he left his wife so that he wouldn't kill her (laughs) but yeah i don't know the fact that he's again a displaced person and and a hitchhiker and when when she said how did you get here and he said well i walked i was like all right sir playing both of y'all playing in each other's faces right right like what this is not a, getting the relationship off on a good foot but anyways uh i just think this was such a beautiful use of both of these actors and um yeah 10 out of 10 for me five out of five haunted horses <laughs> wow okay well y'all need to check this out if you didn't know where to find it and for whatever reason you forgot it's okay girl um the alter channel on youtube they have endless shorts there's a lot of different um channels that have a lot of different shorts just put the money into the people's hands who are on the internet bro not all of them because a couple of these motherfuckers is in sales but uh hoping none of these people are on this channel are and alters that girl shout out to the anatomy of a screen pod squad um for you know just hosting this shout out to all the different hosts shout out to all the different creators because without y'all like girl what the fuck we even be talking about like none of this even matters um you all are so talented and you are so skilled and i hope they pay y'all if what you deserve especially if you out here protesting right now for some more shmoneys um skin and bone get to the bag jamie tell the people where to find you tell them about your podcast again tell them about all the things and all the shit that you do Oh my gosh. Well, um, my personal slash actor account is at Glitter Burrito on Twitter and Blue Sky if you're on Blue Sky. Uh, the pod is at Bloody Broads Pod on all social media. And where can the people find you? 
they can find me yeah um <laughs> on at girl that's scary on all the things um our podcast comes out every thursday we're on the dread central network um and of course you can find me here on the altar tapes i, I don't know when i'm popping up but i just be popping up um and maybe somewhere on the earth kind of run into me like you got a pokemon and we'll just be in the high grass and then we battle for friendship it's me pedaling in my bike in the high grass trying to there you go me trying to use fly (laughs) (laughs) well thanks for listening y'all um until next time Bye. bye Scream Pod Squad.